Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, everybody. It's a very interesting day. Got a lot to unpack. Want to try to keep it as brief as possible. This is a show about stock market investing. For those of you who don't know, Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. So everything begins and ends on this desk with managing our risk and capturing upside second. And God knows there's a lot of risk (laughs) action today with the Iran conflict. So I'm going to address today, number one, how we handle our trading desk when something like that happens overnight. Any type of um, uh, event overnight, you know, war, what have you, what do we do? I'm going to talk about that today. Then we're going to look at the, the focus of this trading desk. I've been telling you guys on these shows the last couple of weeks, I sent out that free Armor Report. If you haven't gotten it, sign up. Go to armorreport.com. It's free. I just sent out the top three charts that are on our trading desk to watch right now for 2020. It's the U.S. dollar. It's gold and it's oil. Okay? A lot of crazy action today because of what happened last night. So we're going to address that. All right? So before I get there, let's just go over rules. Don't forget, this is a live trading desk got computers all around me. I'm giving you a, a, a live look in. So the phone might ring. I might have to do some business. Just bear with me. Um, this is, a, a you know, our focus here of how we run money is something that I call a quantumental investing. It's quantitative execution using algorithms combined with a fundamental foundation. And that's the information edge I'm trying to provide to you, you know, every time we do this. Thanks for being here. Um, So let's just unpack what happened first. And um, just going to talk off the top of my head on some thoughts of how we do things. Okay. And I had some subscribers, some Armor Insiders asking me last night, sending me emails, what do I do in the aftermarket? This has just happened. Okay. Step one I don't make any trades in the aftermarket. Okay. I live by the adage that information makes money and institutions make markets. Therefore, I align myself with institutional flows of capital. And I can tell you for a fact, they're not swinging lots of capital in the aftermarket. It's a thin market. There's a lot of crazy volatility. And very often what you see happening at seven o'clock at night isn't even remotely what happens at 9.30 in the morning. And God knows this is a classic example of that. Okay, so step one, I don't react in the aftermarket. I let the dust settle. Step two, I don't react at 9.30. I don't put trades on first thing in the morning to change my investment portfolios just because something happened overnight. 
you got to be patient. you got to relax. If you find yourself making these panicky moves, step away from the computer, go for a walk, go walk the beach, just relax. Nothing that happened last night is going to change your investment strategy. Now, I'm talking to you guys who are investors, okay? This is not a conversation for day traders. This may not even be a conversation for swing traders. But for an investing portfolio, nothing that happened last night affects what we're doing here on this trading desk as we build our portfolios. And this is just hard-fought information I'm sharing with you that I've learned from over 30 years of doing this. Knee-jerk reactions you know, usually come from a jerk. And that's what you think of yourself at the end of the day when you make those trades. So try to avoid that. Okay? Um, I like to look at every uh, a new piece of information that comes out, such as the Iran conflict, through the lens of how it affects the Fed. So let me explain again. Rule number two of the Armor Investing Rules of the Road. You can find these rules of the road, thearmorreport.com, A-R-M-R-Report.com. Okay, I got a list. Rule number two, if the Fed is adding liquidity, reducing rates, doing quantitative easing, it means equity prices go higher. Okay? Now, for some of you who um, um, have trouble with the literal uh, um, meaning of move higher, let me try to explain a little further. That does not mean that the market goes up every single day of the year when the Fed's adding liquidity. Okay? It doesn't mean um, that it goes up immediately. Markets can sell off for any reasons. Okay, but rule number two states that when the Fed is adding liquidity, reducing rates, it equals higher stock prices over time. And the reverse is true. If the Fed's reducing liquidity, raising rates, it will lead to a sell-off in the market. So the Fed might start raising rates and the market might keep going up. Okay, for those of you all who don't understand this process, Stay with me, okay? This is a general picture. If the Fed's raising rates and the market keeps going up, the rule states be careful because the market will sell off at a point in the future because the Fed keeps reducing liquidity. It doesn't have to happen immediately. So, for instance, if the Fed starts raising rates in 2017 and into 2018, then you have a terrible stock market in 2018, okay? So, I look at everything through that lens. So I, 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 I submit to you today that if there is an extended conflict in the Middle East, all that does is make it more difficult for the Fed to raise rates. Okay? Increased volatility and insanity around the world make the Fed sit on their hands. 
So looking at it through that lens, this is a big picture, guys, okay? But looking at it through that fisheye lens, conflict ends up being bullish for the market. That's not a comment about today or tomorrow or next week. But over time, conflict ends up being bullish because the Fed sits on their hands. They're not going to go out there and raise rates a lot. They've already got other things to worry about. Okay, this is generality. So, so when I see this story last night and I see things happening, I know there's going to be wild volatility, big sell-offs overnight, huge rallies this morning. But in the grand scheme of things, what does it mean for the Fed? Uncertainty just means the Fed sits on its hands. So longer-term, bigger picture, it's not really a negative. Now, shorter term. So for the investor who's out there, and by the way, rule number two is about, I'm talking about investing for six months or more, 12 months or more. If you're more interested in what's going to happen right now, well, look, I've been telling you guys for the last couple of weeks, we are raising cash in our portfolios. Okay. How are we doing that? We're raising stops on all of our successful positions. So if they come in, we book our profits there. Okay. We're not adding new positions. The market is X standard deviations away from its moving averages. There's going to be a mean, a mean reversion. It happens all the time, even in a bull market, even when the Fed's adding liquidity, you'll get mean reversions. And so the way we like to run money here is to lighten up on positions when we're two, three standard deviations above key moving averages, and then add those positions back in. We're in a bull market and the Fed's adding liquidity. Add them back in when we get back towards um, uh, uh, the, the key moving averages and we get the right setups. So let's, at the end of the day, I guess I would say this. The whole Iran situation really doesn't change our approach. Now, it's interesting that our desk is already focused on the U.S. dollar, gold, and energy to start 2020. We already have those positions. Okay? I wrote you guys, all of you who get the free armor report, you read that report. I sent it out a couple days ago. I talked about these three groups and what the dynamics of the three. And I said, at the end, we are not adding to positions here. We are going to lay in the grass and wait to pounce on some exogenous event that brings these assets down to the buy points for us. Here it is. Here it is. Last night, it looked like gold's blowing out, silver's blowing out, oil's through the roof, right? But we all know that's not how it's going to play out. I mean, if anybody watches the markets for the last 30 years, when you get wars and such in the Middle East, you get these knee-jerk reactions, these rips higher in commodities. And then if you're a conspiracy theorist, you get the plunge protection team that comes in to support the market. And the dollar goes up. Trump is doing very presidential things. And so that hits commodity prices. Well, this is precisely why I wrote to you guys. I mean, it's in writing. We're not buying these stocks now. We already bought them. We're already up on these positions. We're not adding to them. We'll add to them on weeks. And so this is perfect. These stocks are getting whacked right now for really no reason that has anything to do with um, 
with, with the reason why they're on our trading desk as a focus to start 2020. Let's take a look at why they're on our trading desk. One of my favorite commentators, not commentators, uh, money managers that I tend to um, pay attention to uh, is Jeffrey Gunlock. I think he's brilliant. Okay. And he had a, um, a conference call yesterday as part of anybody could have been part of it. You guys could probably uh, look it up online and watch the, the replay. I would suggest you do it. He's really smart. But anyway, a um, couple of slides that I thought were really important. He's, he was talking, as it turns out, exactly in line with these three charts um, that I'm highlighting in the Armour Report. I just found it interesting yesterday that, that Gunlock is just focusing, among other things, on these three charts. And so he put up a chart, and I'm going to share it with you right now, of uh, the U.S. dollar, okay? So I highlighted this chart. I have my own chart drawn up. This is his, okay? So he, he highlighted in the chart the top of the U.S. dollar, okay? And how you can see the oscillator there is not confirming the new high, and it's rolling over and breaking down, okay? And then he highlighted this chart, and I thought this was brilliant. Commodities versus the Dow Jones ratio. We are at all-time lows. All-time lows. So from a value investor, the value right now is in commodities. Okay? The value is in commodities. Okay? There's the dollar breaking down and the value. So the dollar is breaking down. And there's value in commodities. We're at historic lows of commodities versus the Dow. And he went further to explain that it's kind of interesting because commodities did well last year. They went up, but just not as up as much as the market. And so they continue to be in those doldrums. It's important to point out that's a long-term chart. It doesn't mean commodities have to rocket higher this year. I just told you guys in my free armor report that it's a focus of our desk doesn't mean it's our whole portfolio, okay? just means these are suggestions, right? This is for educational purposes. I'm not telling you what to buy. I, I don't know you. I couldn't possibly know if it fits your risk tolerance. But for us and for Jeffrey Gunlock, you're seeing huge value in commodities. And I just tweeted out, and please follow me on Twitter, uh, at, at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal. And I tweeted it today. The XLE, which is the ETF of the big, the big cap uh, integrated oil companies, has a yield, a dividend yield, higher than utilities, XLU. That doesn't happen very often. It's, I think the yield is 3.2%. The 15-year average yield is something like 2.4%. Okay, so you've got serious value in here. I'm buying these stocks. I, not today. I bought them, and I'll look to add to them on weakness because of these fundamentals, because of the dollar breakdown. I don't really care what happens to Iran. Okay? I never make investment decisions based on wars going on in the Middle East. Okay, moving on. I want to just wrap up with this thought here. Okay? I keep talking about the QE, intervention. That's significant intervention over the last six months, guys. It's huge. 
This is why we're three standard plus, or maybe more standard by now, deviations above the, the, move in, the key moving averages on all of the indexes. Okay? But there are signs of weakness. Small cap index is not confirming. The transports, the Dow transports aren't confirming. So what we're getting is markets skyrocketing to unsustainable levels from a standard deviation away from the mean and non-confirmations everywhere. I don't know when the market's going to revert back to the mean. I did put out a report yesterday for all my armor insiders. I hope you guys saw it. Um, for our aggressive portfolios, we initiated a short position in the small cap index. This is simply a hedge, guys. I'm not a short seller per se. You know, every now and then I'll do it. But don't forget, I'm on the side of, you know, probabilities and statistics. Every single trade I make, every investment I make. That's rule number one, by the way, on the armor investing rules of the road. Put yourself on the right side of probabilities and statistics every time. And only put capital to work when reward is worth the risk. Okay? So from a probability standpoint, you're always behind the eight ball when you're shorted. Okay? Markets go up most of the time. It's very hard to make money there. In my aggressive accounts, I'll use the small cap index to hedge my big cap positions. So I put a position on yesterday at the close. And at 8 o'clock at night, it looked like a huge winner. But I'm not really trading it like that. I'm putting a hedge on because of the underperformance of the small cap index and the extreme divergence away from the mean on the big cap indexes. And so there's been a development in small caps using my algorithms that tell me this is the right risk reward for me to put a hedge on with a very tight stop, by the way. I mean, I could be out of this thing by the end of the day, but I'm not out yet. We'll, we'll see. In fact, I, I had a position on to close yesterday. I added some more uh, near the highs today, near the highs. Okay. And I'm, I'm right in there. So depending on where the market closes today, I might be out of the short. I don't know. But um, I do feel that, that, that um, and this has nothing to do with Iran. I just feel like a bit of a hedge makes sense for an aggressive portfolio. There's nothing wrong with just carrying a lot of cash. Okay, so Armor Insiders, please go check out the cash allocations for all of our portfolios, right? We've got those three model portfolios for you balanced, aggressive, conservative, right? And index only. Index only is an algo portfolio. So it's just literally uh, um, the seven indexes we invest in using algorithms. And right now, all of them are long except for the Dow, right? And we have, you know, raised stops and we've got, you know, big gains. So we're just following that along until the algo takes us out. But for our managed portfolios, conservative, balanced, and aggressive, we've been raising cash, and so really what's going on right now doesn't have a major impact on our portfolio with Iran. And we continue to focus, um, you know, on, uh, on this space. So anyway, I hope this has been helpful, guys. I look forward to talking to you again on um, Friday. Friday, we will focus again on cannabis. Okay, it's teetering right on the edge of our stop, so we have to pay attention there. Um, although... Our number one uh, cannabis investment, all of you Armour Insiders know what I'm talking about. We did an exclusive video for you discussing, you know, what our number one cannabis stock buy was. That stock's actually doing well uh, and outperforming the entire group. So um, we're still, um, 
we're still there. But MJ is teetering right on the edge. So let's see how it does by the close this week. And I'll talk to you guys about that on Friday. Thanks for taking the time out of your data to spend it with me. And um, be safe out there trading today.